This week on the podcast, how Food Forward is saving food waste with thousands of volunteers. This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm here with Joe Bobman, the Technology and Engagement Manager for FoodForward.org. How's it going, Joe? Hey, George. Uh, It's going well, thanks. How are you? I can't complain today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Why don't we start with what a uh, Technology and Engagement Manager actually does if we're dealing with food? Food Forward is a food recovery nonprofit organization. We uh, recover surplus fruits and vegetables that might otherwise go to waste. Um, and donate all of those to uh, uh, hundreds of hunger relief agencies. Um, We just passed 75 million pounds of food recovered and donated uh, in our our 10 years. My role here as technology and engagement manager, uh, I manage both um, our volunteer engagement, um, so how we reach out to and engage and uh, retain volunteers, Uh, as well as a number of pieces of our program and operations and communications technology. So I get to do a little bit of everything, which is a lot of fun. Wow, 75 million pounds of food sounds like a lot. Now, is that in the U.S.? Is that on the West or East? Or tell tell us where this is. Yep. So we are based in Los Angeles um, and active across Southern California. So primarily we are recovering surplus produce in Los Angeles, Uh, County and Ventura County to the north, Um, and that produce reaches um, most of the counties across or all of the counties across Southern California and less frequently some of our neighboring states. Oh, it sounds like a sizable undertaking to reach 75 million pounds. Uh, I'm also curious, uh, you know, we've had other sort of feud rescue groups on in the past. How, like dealing with perishables, that sounds like a nightmare, man. It is, or, or it could be. I think that it has forced us to be really good at logistics and operations. Uh, We are a just-in-time rescue organization, and we are able to fit into that acting as sort of a middle organization. So getting produce from uh, where we recover it to where it's going as quickly as possible has been a huge necessity, but also kind of a key key piece of why our programs have been so successful. One of the exciting developments at our organization is we are just launching now our first warehouse space. We're calling it the Produce Pit Stop. Uh, It'll be our first warehouse and our first storage, our first refrigeration. You know, up until now for the for all 10 years of our existence, we haven't had any of that. So we we really had to to move the produce as quickly as possible. And being able to store some of the longer lasting items. Uh, is going to be a really great opportunity for us uh, that we're excited about. But we really have kind of made made our impact by figuring out how to move this produce as quickly as possible. And, and part of that is having partnerships with um, over 200 different agencies across Southern California. Uh, that really allows us to move produ- produce quickly, for the most part, keep it local. Um, so we, if we're recovering, you know, if we're recovering oranges, from a fruit tree in uh, the eastern part of LA County, we have an agency partner in that area, open on the same day, ready and excited to take those oranges. 
it seems like organizing this, actually, you mentioned the word logistics, uh, is all about that, right? Because otherwise, like, your supply and demand uh, won't be able to bridge that, that need. Can you talk to us about some of the technology involved in organizing this kind of operation? We have, for a number of years, been building a custom application to manage two of our food recovery programs and now three of our programs in total, as well as the volunteer component of those programs. Two of our food recovery programs are powered entirely by volunteers. So we have volunteers out harvesting fruit from trees. We have volunteers out at farmers markets collecting donations. So we have a, a, a really big piece of our technology ecosystem is this platform that we've built that combines um, the donation tracking with the volunteer coordination. One for one of our other food recovery programs that's a little bit bigger in scale and doesn't engage volunteers, we have a, a different software that we purchased recently um, that's really more of an inventory management tool. So we use that in that program for kind of record recording and tracking and managing the large volume of produce that we have coming through. All right. So it sounds like we have a people management system and an inventory management system, one of which sounds like you built and the other one you bought. Mm -hmm. Talk me through your reasoning for, for each of those. Our organization started uh, about 10 years ago um, in 2009. And at that time, we were just sending out volunteers to go pick fruit from trees. Long before I started at the organization, as they were looking for a tool to manage that, they were looking for a platform that could, you know, really do all of that, could keep track of the fruit trees and the properties that we harvest at and the volunteers and um, volunteer activity as volunteers are coming out to help us harvest. And not being able to find anything at the time uh, and not not having another option, really. The organization began building this, this custom software application. We're calling it Citra uh, because we are a very fruity uh, organization. Um, we love fruit. And it was really built around that program. So built around being able to track both the produce donations we get, um, the properties and the homeowners that we work with, and also coordinate the volunteer dimension of that program. So getting out um, volunteers as leaders to those events and, and bringing out volunteers to sign up to, to help us harvest that fruit. We've continued building that software application over the years. Um, it's become a really cool customized tool that does a lot of really specific things that we need it to do. Um, I think one of the coolest pieces of it that is it is fairly unique is its ability to kind of keep track of the fruit donations and the volunteer engagement all in one place. Um, it does you know, that, that allows us to do some cool things like sending volunteer thank you emails that includes the number of pounds that the volunteer harvested and what agency it was donated to. Um, it also means that someone could log in as a homeowner and, you know, add some information about what fruit trees they have at their property that they'd like to donate and use that same account to sign up as a volunteer to go to someone else's property and, and help us pick some fruit. So that's that's been a really big part of, you know, the the variety of technology tools that we use. A few years ago, we uh, began looking for a tool to track donations in one of our other food recovery programs. Um, that's in terms of volume, it is our largest program. Uh, it has the most kind of pounds of food moving through it. 
Um, but it doesn't engage volunteers. We have a, a team of staff and uh, a small fleet of trucks that go out to wholesale vendors and wholesale distributors to collect produce donations. When it started and, and for the first couple of years of that program's existence, it was all, uh, all of the tracking was, you know, um, analog, paper receipts, manual data entry, Excel spreadsheets. Um, and we were really looking to streamline that um, and make it a lot easier for our team to keep track of all these donations. Um, we definitely considered building that capability into our software application, but ultimately decided that we would prefer to, to purchase an off-the-shelf solution uh, that was a little more geared towards inventory management, um, since the way that program operates is fairly different from our other food recovery programs. Um, and we shopped uh, a, a really pretty big number of inventory management softwares that we could find and ultimately found one that we were able to tweak to fit the needs of that program and um, decided to go with that. It's been a really powerful inventory management uh, software solution. And it's also kind of offered um, capacity that we didn't think we needed but are now taking advantage of. Uh, can you say what the platform you chose is? Sure, it is. Uh, it's called Fusionware. Um, it's, uh, I believe, mostly geared towards um, produce packers and distributors, but hmm. um, we've been able to tweak it for food recovery. It's so interesting. I always look at the anytime we're talking about technology uh, implementation, the people, the process, and the product. And it's only part of the game, but clearly early on it was identified that in order to scale, in order to hit our mission, like it's not enough to be sending a couple emails and keeping track of a Google spreadsheet to make sure that uh, thousands of volunteers are finding the right fruit trees and, and you know millions of pounds of food are getting from A to B. So it's, it's clear that from the start there was an attention to the technology needed. Moving through the people, process, and product a bit, talk to me about the people. How many volunteers are you know managed on a, on a yearly basis, say? Sure. We work with over uh, 4,000 volunteers, or at least in, in 2018, we had over 4,000 uh, unique volunteers. Um, and many of those come back more than once. But it, yeah, 4,000 unique volunteers, and, and we expect to work with um, the same number of people or more uh, in 2019. That's awesome. So you said some people come back. What percent uh, are repeat offenders? So do two or more volunteer activities? Sure. That's a really good question and something that we've been really trying to dive more into and, and focus on. Um, we get a lot of volunteers who come out uh, to an event and, and don't return. We are shooting for uh, ambitiously um, to bring back 25% of our volunteers to a second volunteer event. And uh, we're, we're in the, the process of, of moving towards that goal. Wow. So you're you're turning through a lot of a lot of folks in and out. And those uh, those dedicated people obviously carry a lot of load for you because you don't have to retrain them. They know what they're doing. And, and there's like a lot of upside to that, I imagine. Yep, absolutely. We are always looking for um, volunteers to step up into leadership positions. Most of our food recovery events are led by volunteers. Um, so a really big opportunity for for people to get involved on a long term basis. Um, and what we've found is that we really need to be building that base. Um, we have a really huge base of volunteers, but uh, we're working on building a bigger base of kind of regular volunteers that we can really 
uh, engage as leaders. So you're using the word engage, I imagine, as we move to the process component here. In order to keep a volunteer, you have to structure a lot of messaging, a lot of, you know, I imagine just communications and handholding. Talk us through what the the sort of communications lifespan of a volunteer who, who works with you is. Sure. It's quite long. We really... Um get a lot of value out of diving into a volunteer engagement journey. Um, we've mapped out the kind of the path that a volunteer might take through our organization, um, the path that we would like them to take, the path that ideally we would like to see every volunteer take with our organization, and really identified all of those steps along the way from becoming aware of the organization to finding information about volunteer opportunities coming out to their first event, coming out to their second event, you know, getting involved in other ways. And for, for each step along that journey, we've identified a, a, a process for that, how we would like to really make sure that um, they have this kind of successful step along their journey. And that includes communication, emails, phone calls, um, messaging, uh, content on our website. Um, and we've also tried to identify for all of those steps, you know, how to assess if we're doing that as successfully as we want. Gotcha. So a lot of emails, a lot of custom uh, messaging. It sounds like you've got uh, tiers, a hierarchy of volunteers, so people can have some local stewardship going on, uh, as well as information about where to go. Uh, there's a lot of logistics there just on the people side. That's a huge amount of volunteers. Definitely. And and you, you mentioned the, the life cycle. I think uh, the life cycle for... We'd, we'd like to engage volunteers over, over a number of years, and, and we have seen that a volunteer might, might be engaged with our organization for a year or even two years before they are in a position where they're able and interested in stepping up into, into a leadership role, for example. So we've had volunteers that we've been um, working with for, for two years before we uh, are able to kind of catch them at that right time where they're where they respond with like, yes, I have the time, I have the interest, you know, I've been volunteering and, and I'd like to kind of take that next step in this volunteer journey and, and train as a leader. Okay. Uh, I actually, I'm so curious by volunteering because I have sort of two minds about it with regard to like, it's so hard to manage. It's like a full-time job, at least of one person to manage, uh, you know, 20 plus volunteers because of the amount of, uh, you know, handholding, the amount of communication and organization that it takes so we're going to play a little game, Joe. Are you ready? Excellent. The pro versus con of volunteering. Should an organization listening right now, let's say they're hovering around, call it a million dollars in annual revenue. They're a staff of, I didn't even ask you, how, how big is Food Forward? How many staff, full-time staff? We just hit 30 staff members. There you go. So like this organization is between, let's say, 15 and 30 people. So one to five million dollars range, and they're considering starting a, a large volunteer program. Uh, let's go through. Do you want the pro or con side of setting up a massive volunteer? <laughs> For the sake of a brain experiment, I would like to take the con side. All right, I'll take the pro. It is a good idea side. Would you like to go first or second, Joe? I, I will go first. So, George, why why are you suggesting that we do all of this work to bring in? It seems like you have a really ambitious plan that you uh, I'm not sure if you've thought through. 
Well, to, to bring some specificity to it, we do have, uh, I figure, a half a staff time member's uh, job role that could then leverage the work of uh, about 25 volunteers, which would unlock uh, a significant amount of hours. So I see it as a multiple on that employee's time to provide the X number of resources we need in the field. Well, that sounds great, but have you thought through what these, you know, these 25 people that you think are going to come in are going to be doing? So in my in my model, uh, in general, they uh, are able to clean the uh, clean the beach at a, an alarmingly effective rate because they're going out there on every Sunday, and I know I can organize them. Uh, but taking a step back, it could be the beach, it could be tutoring, it could be uh, trash pickup or garden planting or I don't know, an idea as crazy as picking fruit off trees. Um, but I need these people out there, and I think it's worth our time, and I think one person's half-time job can support, uh, call it 30 people, 30 volunteers. Uh, okay. Well, where where do you think you are going to find these people? I'm going to use the Internet, Joe. Uh, I'm probably going <laughs> to hopefully post something on Volunteer Match if I were to throw a dart. And I think they're just going to be streaming through my door, and I'll have no problem recruiting high-quality volunteers whatsoever. Well, well, you you say high quality. How how are you going to make sure that all of these folks are, you know, actually going to be uh, good at, at doing the job that we need them to do, and also good representatives of our organization? Aren't we uh, putting ourselves at risk by you know putting T-shirts with our brand name on on this person that we don't really know? That is an excellent point, which is why I am revising my statement. I think it's going to take this uh, probably a full-time role to, to create a <laughs> bit of a training and onboarding. So call it a two-hour video of like, hey, this is how we do things. They're going to create that. So uh, in terms of quality, I will have them fill out a handy little web form. They'll have to submit their LinkedIn profile so they have to look like a human maybe. And yeah, so it'll take a little more time, but I think uh, I think I can manage quality that way. So, but but now you are suggesting a full-time staff. Aren't we going to be diverting resources from our other key programs? In order to make up the difference, I'm going to revise my number. Instead of 25 volunteers, uh, this person is going to be able to manage uh, 50 to 100 volunteers. So we'll get much more time unlocked. <laughs> well, I think, George, you've mostly convinced me. I'm scrambling to find other objections. Yeah, it's 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 an amusing thing. Thank you for playing pro versus con. But this is the this is the game though, and it's it's important the quality you mentioned. Like that's a big um, that's a big one. I think you don't realize until you're walking walking around and you have that. Like, well, your volunteer didn't show up, and you said they would. You're like, ah, uh, yeah, I could see that happening because we don't pay them. And then you have like a bad brand experience, and then you're like on communications disaster management, and you know, like uh, I, I could see it snowballing. Screening is a really important part of, of any volunteer engagement, um, whether that volunteer is coming out once or whether they're a regular volunteer. Obviously, different levels of screening are required for those different things. If you don't need to background check someone who's coming to do um, a beach cleanup or to help harvest fruit. Um, but on the other hand, you know, our fruit harvests are led by volunteers and, and we do have those volunteers um, go through an application process, a training process, a screening process, uh, and that, that takes a lot of extra time, but it is definitely worth it. It, it. it ensures that we have really excellent people out in the field representing us. And, you know, at, at the end of it, it, it gives us this team of more than 200 people who are 
you know, just as good at representing food forward as, as I could be. And, and they're the folks who are out, you know, getting FaceTime with volunteers, meeting people, um, introducing people to our organization. And without those 200 people, we would be trying to lead, you know, hundreds of fruit harvests over the course of a year with a really small staff team. And I think our um, focus on, on bringing volunteers into leadership positions has been a really huge part of uh, the success of the organization. Just to add some macro context here, I think it's interesting that like about a third of the U.S. population volunteers uh, through an organization, like as of like 2018, and that's coming from the National National Service numbers. Estimated value of this 6.9 billion hours is uh, 167 billion in economic value, quote unquote. Um, it is a you know it's a massive engine. Uh, and it seems sometimes like, oh, a volunteer is free, and hopefully the listeners are like, wait a minute, that's not free at all. It takes management. It takes the structure of a great opportunity that that's then communicated, and there's technology behind it, and then there's a technology and engagement manager who's making sure all of those pieces work uh, effectively because otherwise, you know, it, it's it's unstructured, and it seems like it falls apart, actually. Absolutely. I feel I feel really fortunate to be here. I think Food Forward has always been very willing to invest in the resources it takes to engage volunteers um, effectively. I think uh, largely in part because the, the organization started as a volunteer initiative. Our kind of founder and executive director um, was, was picking fruit as a volunteer long before he was paid as an executive director. Um, and that kind of continued investment in our volunteer engagement program has really been been great to be a part of, and I also think has been a really important part of the organization. So you bring up my my next point here, which is which are the primary and secondary net impacts of volunteers. The primary being the number of apples picked. Clearly, they're doing work in the field. Those are hours. Like that's primary impact. The secondary that you just sort of quietly brought up is the fact that you actually were able to source a CEO from your volunteer network. Can you speak to me a little bit about how volunteers in your network end up giving or what kind of giving rates if you have those numbers? You know, one of the stats that came from Volunteer Match a little while back is, uh, according to their research, that uh, volunteers is like 10x more likely to give to your organization than somebody who hasn't spent time with you. Can you speak to a little bit about those secondary impacts of volunteerism uh, for Food Forward? Absolutely. I know that our fundraising and development team has stats on on volunteer giving. I I don't know what the, the number is there, but um, of course, volunteers are are more likely to give. I think we've we've had a really huge impact with our volunteer engagement. I think it is uh, a way that someone can engage with our organization very easily. Volunteers are signing up for a two hour or one and a half hour shift where they they can come out and really see what we're doing and and um, see the impact that we're making in this like literally physical way with with boxes of fruit that they're helping to fill up. Um, and that's a really cool way to bring people into our mission. I think it generally gets people really excited about what we're doing and kind of as complicated as the logistics are, um, the simplicity of filling up boxes of fruit and getting those to an agency uh, is is pretty cool. Um, I think volunteers become uh, by far our biggest advocates. I think word of mouth 
is constantly battling with the internet for the biggest source of new volunteers. Um, we'll see, you know, in five years, which one wins. Um, but a lot of people come through, uh, recommendations and friends and family members that know the organization. Um, we have a number of staff members who started out as volunteers and were volunteering for a long time before they, um, joined the staff team. Um, we send volunteers out to represent our organization at events where they can go and um, bring out some resources and flyers and set up a little info table and, and talk to people about our organization. And um, it's really amazing. When I, when I started working here, I was going out to those events all the time and we were kind of constantly uh, rejecting invitations because we didn't have enough staff time. And, and now we have this trained team of volunteers able to go out and, and talk about Food Forward. The last thing I'll say is that, um, and this is something that's that's very hard to quantify, perhaps, or or something that we still need to work on uh, assessing. But it it really gives us a cool impact beyond the pounds of fruit that we are harvesting or the pounds of uh, vegetables that we're recovering and donating. We get a chance to bring 4,000 people in a year into our mission and many of those people in a, in a really seriously engaged way. And I, I would argue that even, even if those people were not helping us increase the pounds of food that we are recovering and donating, our ability to give people an opportunity to engage in this work, to engage in um, food justice and, and food access work is a really powerful you know, piece of what we're doing and, and really actually crucial to what we're doing. Um, I, I think that you know, if we could sub out all of our volunteers and just get rid of them, but double the, the pounds of, of fruit and vegetables that we were recovering, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take that. I think it's an interesting point to end on that it is as much the the food rescue as the engagement of the community and, and the understanding of the issue using your hands being like this is only a part of it you know be a food advocate be aware of food justice in your own life uh, is is uh, a great externality as well in that secondary impact column. All right, Joe, we are moving into rapid fire. Uh, I'm going to ask you questions. I will not respond, and please keep your answers short. Sound good? Okay, Joe. What is one tech tool or website that you or your organization has started using in the last year? We are just beginning to move our reporting uh, into tools like Tableau and uh, Google Data Studio, and I'm really excited about it. What is a tech issue you are currently battling with? Well, I, I mentioned that we have these two different platforms where we are recovering food donations, and we are uh, working to figure out how to merge all of that data kind of effectively with, with information coming from different places. What is coming in the next year that has you the most excited? Overhauling our, our reporting and our metrics, I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Talk about a mistake that you made earlier in your career that shapes the way you do things now. I think when I began, I felt the need to rush projects and processes for quick results. And I think quick wins are great, but um, real change takes time. Do you believe that nonprofits can successfully go out of business? I would say that perhaps some could, but uh, I see nonprofits providing really important services that aren't being provided for the most part, uh, or in some cases by the government or uh, the for-profit sector. 
Um, so maybe not. Joe, if I toss you in the hot tub time machine back to when you first started your job at Food Forward, what advice would you give that younger, awesome Joe? Um, I would encourage uh, that uh, old Joe to, um, or um, I would encourage them that it is worth the time to kind of take on new uh, opportunities and skills and projects. What is something that you think your organization should stop doing? Uh, manual data entry in, you know, in a perfect world or in this world as well. If you had a Harry Potter style wand that you could wave across the industry, what would it do? I would force organizations to force their employees to spend an hour a week learning something new. How did you get started in the social impact space? Uh, my very first internship, um, so professional experience, was uh, working with a, a food access um, initiative, starting up a, a farmer's market in Springfield, Massachusetts, and I loved it and never really looked back. What advice would you give current college grads looking to enter the social impact sector? I would encourage them to find a way to start doing the work that they're interested in doing. Um, if they uh, are fortunate enough to be able to volunteer to do that um, or to get involved in community organizations, uh, start an initiative at their work or wherever they're employed um, or just on the side, but start doing the, the work that they're passionate about. Brilliant. Final question, how do people find you? How do people, how do, how do they help you? Uh, you can find us at foodforward.org. Um, that's spelled out F-O-O-D-F-O-R-W-A-R-D.org. Uh, and um, my email is joe at foodforward.org. Joe, thank you so much for sharing your advice about volunteering. Very, very helpful. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, George. As always, thanks to Greg Thomas, music.org, you're awesome, and Tim Seberger, our editor of, uh, of the podcast. Thanks, Tim. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast, and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. And thanks for joining us.